Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 108 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was an oldie, but goodie. Not that old. All right, relax. It's it's a little bit old. That was uh, Three Inches of Blood with Deadly Sinners. Um, that's off of their Advance and Vanquish album that came out, uh, I don't know, 2000-something? Look it up for yourself. Uh, if you've never heard that band, uh, uh, then where you been, first of all? That, I love that. I love that band. I, I think I've only got to see them once. Um but it was a good time, and I, I would do anything to be able to sing, like, what's his name? I don't know his name. I don't got a lot of information here on this one, but that's all right, um, because I played that song just because I wanted to, just because I like it. Usually usually it's listener-submitted stuff. Uh, not today. That's I'm just going with, a, with a in my mind, a classic. Uh, Three Inches of Blood, Deadly Sinners. Uh, if you didn't love it before, I hope you love it now. Uh, modern heavy metal, although it's like almost 20 years old at this point, so... Uh, kind of modern. It's It could buy a beer, probably. Anyway, this episode, episode 108 of Getting It Out Podcast, uh, features Ethan Harrison of Great American Ghost. Great American Ghost is a uh, metal or hardcore band or metallic hardcore band, or however we, we want to classify them, uh, from the Boston area, uh, New England. Um, and uh, they got an album that's coming out. It's, it's I believe it comes out today. Well, as early as you can hear this, uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, Power Through Terror on E1 uh, Entertain- Entertainment One, I believe is what they call it. E1 Records, E1 Heavy, uh, Entertainment One, whatever, you get the gist. Um, but uh, Ethan and I had a conversation while he was uh, on an off day on his current tour with Body Snatcher. So if uh, if you get the chance, go out and, and uh, catch that tour as it uh, winds its way around the United States. But first... Make sure you listen to this episode of the podcast, and then go listen to Power Through Terror. But first, before any before you do any of that, you must listen to this great and totally irrelevant rap song that is still somehow opening up this podcast, despite uh, I I don't know, despite everything. All right, let's do that. Dark I started doing a podcast I thought I found my calling But there's something more There's a little something more I think I can reach into I got a little more in me I need to get it out Just like the podcast It's Getting It Out rap song From the Getting It Out podcast And it feels powerful I think you feel it too I think you feel it too But there's certain things that need to be said Because I was thinking about it a lot lately What exactly was I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here, just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax when I realized a podcast needs a rap. It sound way better with Nate Dogg back, but I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. Well, big horse of shit on rumble strips. Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is. So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? While Von Scott's lives the hard rock life, singing on the streets underneath the lights. I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old Mike on ice and like cops have a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it
at the starting line. Engines thumping and pumping in time. Do you remember that song? I like that song. I like that album. One of my favorite albums of all time. It's not an exaggeration. Cake, Fashion Nugget. That has nothing to do with the rest of this podcast at all. It's just in my head. Sometimes good songs get in your head. Sometimes bad songs get in your head. Um, I was listening to a podcast this morning. It was the Bill Simmons podcast. That's that's for all my, my jock friends out there. Bill Simmons podcast on The Ringer. But it had Dave Grohl on it. And Dave Grohl, okay, yeah, I know. We, most of us know who Dave Grohl is. Right, drummer for Nirvana, singer for Foo Fighters, uh, guitarist, all that stuff, drummer for Queens of the Stone Age, uh, drummer for Scream, for you hardcore people who think he's too mainstream. Um, Yeah, he did Probot with with Lemmy. You know, uh, you know, so it's easy 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 to hate on for I don't know what I don't I don't know why, uh, but but people like to hate on the guy. But uh, still interesting. Wrote a lot of good songs, and they they were talking about this uh, uh, Billie Eilish. Right, uh, my stepdaughter likes him or liked him, liked her. I said him, her. Uh, I don't know if she still does. My daughter likes her. Everybody seems to like her, and every time somebody decides that they like her, they're like, uh, so, "I saw something today where this homeboy from Testament is like, hey, I like Billie Eilish,' and that's a headline somewhere on like Metal Sucks or something. That's just, so, so who gives a shit? <laughs> like, that's good. That's great. I, I, like, it's just music. Why do we care?" If somebody like actually likes something, that's good. Great. I'm glad. Everybody love it. I, I, I got to re-listen to it, I think. I think I've determined I need to listen to it. I put it in my little folder of my two listen to albums. Um, so I'm going to do that. So that's, I, I don't know how all these thoughts made sense. Um, but uh, let's move on. I'm going to Boston tomorrow with, with my wife. My wife and I are going to Boston for our one year wedding anniversary. Um, that's exciting. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, doing a lot of fun things, uh, just in a couple of days. And it's the first time that I'm going to be on a plane in a very long time. And uh, that's that's a little sketchy to me. Not that uh, not that I think it's unsafe. It's just it's just having some familiar territory. Uh, everybody complains about service animals. Uh, there's uh, complaints about fat people. I guess you can get stuck beside a fat person who takes up a substantial amount of room. Maybe there's a screaming baby situation, but I'm most worried about the service animals. I don't, I don't want to be obligated to to see a dog. <laughs> that sounds weird to people, right? But yeah, you know, everybody's like, oh, I, I don't want to comment. Have to comment on someone's dog. I just like and, and there's there's a nightmare scenario in, in my head. Hey, that was a band, uh, Central Pennsylvania kind of hardcore band back in the day. Nightmare scenario. Anyway, there's a, there's a nightmare scenario I have where the person sitting next to me. Uh, has a uh, has a dog that wears a little vest or something, and it's it's supposed to be working. It's a comfort animal or some kind of bullshit, and uh, and then I'm going to be in this situation where I have to acknowledge that it's there, and I, I just I'd rather not. Uh, ideally, I don't acknowledge anybody's dogs, um, and we just keep going, right? But if, if I'm stuck sitting beside you for whatever the flight is, two fucking hours. Um, you're probably going to expect some kind of acknowledgement that your dog exists, and I'm just not capable of that. Uh, I don't care. I have a hard time caring about my family members' dogs, so I'm not willing to invest even a couple sentences on yours. And I apologize for you comfort dog people, uh, but to just realize you're doing this. You're creating anxiety. Your comfort is creating my anxiety. So why don't we just go back to the way it was where we didn't have to introduce another body to the plane because are we are we considering the added weight of 
the uh, comfort animals. And we should get a more comfortable animal. What's what's this? this certainly got to be uh, things that fit better in into the plane into in among people. What about a uh, like a gerbil that you could keep in your shirt pocket? That seems comfortable for you and the gerbil. A uh, little warm thing that beats on top of your heart. Um, it's, uh, imagining you have a uh, chest pocket. Does anybody have chest pockets? Uh, do we still do those? What do they call them? Uh, is it just chest pocket? Um, where you put a pocket protector? I never, you know, I've never physically, physically touched or visually seen a pocket protector. I don't know what that is. Is it like a uh, piece of plastic? What is it? Somebody send me a pocket protector, uh, preferably with money in it. So what else is going on? Well, um, last oh last week I did. Uh, I, I was asked by Trevor of Dead Air Hardcore Radio to do an episode of, of his show with him, and which is a show that's I, I wasn't I wasn't aware, but it's been around for a long time. 2004, it's existed since then, and uh, you can find it on a, a lot of different uh, a lot of different sites. But uh, right now, it's available. The episode I did is available on Spotify, so go check out Dead Air Hardcore Radio on Spotify. We're talking about the differences between hardcore scenes east and west coast. That is. Um, I said a lot of dumb things, but you know I think I came off all right. Um, but I want to thank Trevor for having me on. If you're if you're just interested in listening to hardcore, people talk about hardcore. That's the place to go. He plays uh, significantly more music than I do, and he has a longer show. So go check it out. Uh, I'm glad there's plenty of options for this type of stuff out there. And again, thanks to Trevor for having me on. I'm going to try and get him on here uh, sometime in the near future and return the favor. Until then, though. Go check out his next episode. I, I believe this week's episode was, was with uh, Dennis of Iron Price, and before he had uh, uh, James of I think James of Time and Pressure. So uh, some some crossover here between our two shows. So uh, so yeah, go check it out. Um, what else is happening? Oh, I know. I need to tell you to go to www. Wait, is it is it three W's? How did how many W's did I say? Doesn't matter. Go to you know how it works. World Wide Web. Three W's. www. Gettingitout.net right now. Go there right now. Stop what you're doing. Take a second. Did you open your browser? Okay. Go to www.gettingitout.net and see what's happening here. Do you see that? Do you see what we're doing now? Okay. You're getting it. You might be. You might be getting it. You might be figuring it out. What's happening? Um, gettingitout.net will be launching uh, hopefully in a little bit. Um, uh, as you can see, there's a, what we call a landing page, page, a splash page. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting some stuff together. Uh, my man, Jared's helping me out with this and, uh, a, a few good friends are helping me out with writing and, uh, we're working on, uh, reviews, news, uh, articles and, uh, all sorts of stuff to go along with getting it out.net. If you yourself are interested in joining up, um, putting some of your thoughts out there to the world, uh, hopefully music related, um, of any genre, but you know, we, we try to stick to the underground a bit, uh, whether it's punk rock, hardcore, heavy metal, wherever you fall in between there, we, we will do that. And, uh, that's, what's going to be happening over at getting it out.net. I'm really excited about it. Uh, there's a whole band profile section that, that, that I've been working hard on all week that, uh, that I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really awesome. And I'm very excited to, uh, to formally roll that out. And show that to you all, and uh, keep that thing moving for a long time period. And uh, 
you know, that's where you're going to be able to find the podcast. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's part of what's happening here with gettingitout.net. And again, if, if you haven't noticed at the end of the shows when I say my email address, my email address has changed to dan at gettingitout.net. So if you want to send in your music to be played on the show, if you got stuff you want to put on the website, dan at gettingitout.net. Okay, so let's get to my interview here with Ethan of Great American Ghost. I wasn't too familiar with Great American Ghost until uh, the opportunity to talk to Ethan came up. So uh, I, I checked him out and uh, they weren't what I was expecting. I was expecting uh, something worse because of because of because of some weird expectations I had and there's so much better than <laughs> and it's another case where I feel like an idiot for not checking them out much sooner and I'm glad I did their new album uh, Power Through Terror is great I've listened to it several times and I'm going to play a song from that right now uh, what should we go with uh, let's do let's do Altar of Snakes and then get into my conversation with Ethan thank you for listening Dead! 
Hello, Ethan. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. I'm on my off day in uh, California, just, you know, soaking up the sun, if you will. Yeah, you're in the right spot. I think so, yeah, as opposed to the snow that is the place where I'm from normally. Where are you from? Uh, you're from, like, New England, right? Yeah, I'm from Boston. You're from Boston. I'm, I'm going there next weekend. It seems like a seems like a bad idea. I mean, you know, it could be a good idea. It could be a bad idea. It's, it's a wild card. I'm not going to lie to you. You could get any of it. I know, and that's the problem. Look, look, I'm in Pennsylvania, and I complain about winter as is. I don't know what me and my wife were thinking when we decided to go to Boston for our anniversary. It was a yeah. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so you made the right decision. You're you're out of there. Um, yeah, I'm doing my best. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, I, I'm I'm calling you to talk about your band, Great American Ghost, and. Um, you, but you said you are out. You're out, out on tour right now with Body Snatcher, right? Yeah, we're on tour right now. How's that going? Um, it's great. It's honestly better than. Uh, I mean, you know, not to say that we expected it to be bad, but it's better than we ever expected it to be. To be honest, it was. Uh, we're really sure, like how many people are going to be here every night, and how many people are going to show up. But it, it's been one great show after another. I mean, it's just been. Uh, I don't know. It's been pretty awesome. Well, that's good. Um, I see. I think they they just put out a record too themselves, right? Uh, yeah, they put a record out last Friday. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was that recent. And yours, um, Power Through Terror, drops this Friday, right? Yep, it drops the uh, the fourteenth of February. All right, I've, I've been asking people this lately because I've noticed it's kind of getting fucked up that people are having their record come out physically on different days than it does digitally over the last couple months. Is everything dropping for you on the fourteenth? Yeah, yeah, we're doing everything on the same day. So the 14th is, uh, is when it's available all around. Good, awesome. So um, I've, been, I've been I've been privileged to be able to listen to it now for quite a while, and I think it's a really cool record, and I wasn't that all that familiar with I mean, I was familiar with you guys, but not all that familiar with you guys uh, up until this record. So uh, so somebody who this is kind of my like real, I wouldn't say it was, it's not my introduction, but it's the one I really dove into, um, that it's that I, that I think is it's pretty pretty fucking cool um it's got a lot of, a lot of things going on in it that i like um but for somebody who's who's been listening to great american ghost the whole way through what what is the obvious difference about this record compared to the last couple um well i think that from like a technical standpoint and thank you for the for the kind words by the way thanks yeah. for listening to our record and stuff um i think from like a I, even just instrumentally i mean i think the drums are just like completely different like, uh, you know, we're just going at it in a completely different way. Uh, it's a metal record, you know, as opposed to this, like, metal hardcore hybrid that we've been doing for the last couple of years. Um, you know, Nico and I, who are, like, the uh, principal songwriters, um, we kind of just, like, decided that we wanted to write this record that was just what we like, like, what we wanted to do. So yeah. um, we went ahead and just made, like, a straight-up metal record you know i don't know if that's how you see it but that's pretty much how we viewed it it was like you know this this thing that we created was a little bit more of a hard-edged version of like these metal bands that we really really enjoy and we kind of just melted it all together and didn't really worry about if anyone was going to like it or not yeah i do see i i hear it i hear the that you know before you have your associations with like the hardcore scene but it doesn't it's not necessarily uh sonically on this record it's 
I, I think there's a you know a, a sound, an image, and an ethos even. But the but the sound is definitely like you said a, a metal record, and I think it's but I think it's a it's a it's a cool direction to take it in. It honestly reminds me of uh, of I don't know how familiar you are with them, but Orthodox just did a, did a similar similar move yeah. with their latest record where it just seems like all right, this is fuck fuck pandering to both sides or whatever you know let's just do what we want to do is is kind of kind of the idea and i i think it yeah, I, I think I it shines actually, i listened to that i listened to that new orthodox record yesterday actually for the first time and i thought it was really cool i actually really really like that band all of us actually really enjoy that band and uh i think that like what he's doing with his vocals are cool and interesting and i just like i feel them you know like the way that they're going about doing what it seems like is whatever they want for me like yeah, it's just I think that that's becoming a little bit more of how we all feel. You know, we're yeah. all kind of like, well, fuck it. Like, let's just make whatever record we feel like making. And if it's weird or if it doesn't fit into like these specific outlines, you know, like a hardcore band or whatever, then it's like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's fine with me. I don't, I don't really care. I mean, I know who we are. You know, like uh, as a band and our ethos, as you said. I mean, we are who we are. I mean, uh, we're we get out there and we work as hard as we can in the same way that hardcore bands always have, but we're playing something that's a little bit more techie than yeah. like your average hardcore band would be playing. And I think that that's okay. I think that the hybrid is, is evolving as it always should, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, 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 it's different, but it's, it still feels different than it did before. And it's, it kind of, I don't know. I don't even know what I mean by that, but it just kind of feels like, you know, it used to be like, oh, well, this is, this is metalcore or this is, you know, and, and you p- pigeonhole into a, into a genre. But then you have, like, like you said, you, you guys with this record, um, Orthodox with their last one, even the, the last, uh, it just came out, um, typecast from up 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 in boston area they just put yeah, out area. yeah they just put out an ep that was is kind of the same thing it's a little more hardcore leaning but it was kind of just we're just going to do what we want to do and i think i think bands are coming to that at a younger age now and i think that's really cool yeah i just think that uh you know so many of us we all have so many influences and we've all been doing this for a long time and all these all the kids that are doing it that are a little younger than even we are you know, it's all like we've been experiencing these things and we've been like listening to different bands and it's all been evolving so much. And like you said, yeah, like metalcore, you know, it's like metalcore isn't isn't a thing. It's just like you just make the music that you want to make now. And it's like metal guys like it or, you know, hardcore dudes like it or whatever mixture of the two. And like that's the record that you made. And it's not so it's not so much of an important part of it you know i think especially with like the mixing of tours and such you know like terror going on tour with knock loose i mean yeah. knock loose playing this is hardcore and typically you know when i was younger knock loose would be like a metalcore band but right, right. they're viewed as a straight up hardcore band and that's that's awesome i think that that's for the best of all of us i am glad i don't have to worry about who i'm touring with or what we're called like who gives a shit i don't really know what we are anymore and that's better for me than than being you know pigeonholed into some bullshit you know label that doesn't mean anything absolutely and 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 i genuinely i have this conversation with a lot of people a lot of bands because it feels like a lot of people are having kind of this 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 idea lately where it's just who gives a shit um let's just do what we want to do and i think it's and and i think um hardcore specifically has always kind of you know I'm, i'm a hardcore kid right that's that's where i came from but but uh, but it's you know fickle assholes you know that's like this the whole hardcore scene always is you know dicks it's 
Yeah, well, you know, you, you got to check. That's good. That's, good. That's, a, that's the thinning of the herd. You know, that's right, the, right. You know, you better you better do something right. Right, but it's but I, but I, I feel like that I feel like that facade is dropping a little bit, and it's just be like, all right, relax, dickhead. Let let it let just yeah. if, just enjoy it. I mean, it's funny. It's like you know, we made like I said, you know, we made Power Through Terror, and we didn't worry about who liked it. I didn't. We didn't care. I don't care. I care. You know, I like I like when people support us. That is great, and I like it. I hope people like it. But in the long run, like when I wrote it, it didn't matter to me. So it's like. You know, typically, we sing on the record. You know, there's like singing. Yeah. And uh, you know, years ago that would be like a big faux pas. You'd be like, "Well, oh, you'd be out, no, yeah. no. <laughs> But now it's like we released one of the songs that has like the biggest chorus on the record, and that song has gotten more attention than any song we've ever released. And it's from people that are like, you know, straight up hardcore kids, or like, you know, metalcore kids, or whatever. They're all like anybody who's given us positive reviews. It, it isn't all from the same group of people and it's it's refreshing because like realistically who gives a shit about any of that stuff i mean if you like music if you like the music then you just like it right right what is for you for you personally did you did you come up through hardcore or metal everybody kind of seems to have their their own little path yeah yeah i did um yeah well my path yeah my path was like a mix kind of yeah i um i was in a metalcore band i was in lots of metalcore bands when i was younger and that was when it was like really uh separated you know um, yeah yeah like the early like 2000s that, yeah you know screamy the screamy singing combo yeah or like straight up hardcore bands and yeah. uh my first couple bands were like that like screaming and singing and kind of doing the under oath kind of thing and um i was kind of mixing the two i was like kind of jumping from back and forth i mean like the first real heavy show that wasn't like a local show that i went to was like remembering never and misery signals so like yeah, yeah those are those that's a mixture of the, the two you know it's like remembering never was a hardcore band straight up hardcore band and then you know misery signals is a metalcore band so it's always been a kind of a mix for me and then um there were a lot of like hardcore bands around us that really meant a lot to me like uh bands like word for word and in remembrance and hammer bros bands from my area that like i started going to those shows yeah i remember those guys yeah, I remember. I uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I just I remember I remember in, in remembrance on tour. I remember catching them down here. Fuck, I forget who they were with. Um, but but I feel like they they weren't they weren't that big of a band, so they didn't. You know, they, they, they for that area they were they weren't uh, for that era they weren't one of the bigger bands. But I remember catching them coming through on some smaller tours, and like you said, Hammer Bros. Some you know somebody just mentioned Hammer Bros that I was talking to the other day too. It's it's weird that how those bands that kind of Maybe locally they they were you know the premiere, but like for for me down here they kind of like flew under the radar. Even though they did come around, but I don't know. It's just cool to hear the same names being brought up and in remembrance. I totally, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's actually funny. A couple of months ago, you know, I don't really we don't really know the Knockers dude super well. Like we're we're friendly when we see them, but uh, yeah. Brent, uh, Brent, Brian um, posted Hammer Bros's a uh, Hammer Bros uh, EP on. Uh, his Instagram. And I was like, dude, you like hammer bros? And he was like, yeah, dude, this band's sick. And I was like, you're from Kentucky. And I was right, like, how right. did you fucking hear about this band? But I always forget that like, there was a time where those bands, I mean like IR, that's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's in remembrance obviously, but IR and hammer bros and those bands, they were like the first bands that I knew that toured, you know? So it's like they toured, man, they, they got around and hammer bros was like right on the cusp. I remember they played Rainfest when Rainfest was like really on a pop and 
they like crushed it. They had the biggest set of the, of the whole weekend. And I truly believe that if that band came out right now, they'd be the biggest band in hardcore. They're such a cool mix of like metal and hardcore. And they're so mean and they're so good. I love that band. I think I have to revisit but, them. I don't, I don't know the last time I listened to them. So I'm going to have to go back and give them another. Dude, the kids are dead. Uh, the kids are dead record. I think that yeah. it's just, it's their LP. Oh man. I still listen to that record. It's so mean. <laughs> so good. And, uh, yeah, it's not with Metallica. Metallica made like a straight up hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. I, with, there was who else was around like, that was doing shit like that? Uh, Iron Age is a big one. That was, I mean, a little different yeah. for sure. But like the Iron Age Constant yeah. Struggle record, I fucking love that record. I know everybody likes the other yeah. ones that came after, but I really love the Constant Struggle. Oh, just like straight up like metal. Yeah, disguised like, as hardcore. Know, like, dude, like yeah, just metal, as hardcore. Exactly, like. Dude, some of those Metallica riffs, man, it's like, if you played those Metallica riffs now, I like, say some band wrote, like, Sad But True. Yes, actually, right I was going to reference that, yeah. You know, if somebody, if some hardcore band wrote Sad But True right now, it would be the heaviest fucking song in history. Kids yeah. would kill each other to that song. Like, I see, I see bands cover it sometimes and kids kill each other. It's just like, it is what hardcore has become now. It's like this, like you know this groovy type of like riffiness that's like just catchy but also like mean sounding it's fucking awesome and hammer rose was doing that a really long time ago but yeah those bands like you know like to answer your original question it was like yeah i was like i was a little metalcore kid i had wishy hair yeah. and then i started going to hardcore shows and i had wishy hair and i was at hardcore shows and uh those dudes were always really nice to me all those guys around my area and they were always really accepting to me even though i was you know I was a fine. I was a fucking. I was like one step away from a hot topic kid, you know. Yeah. Hey, but well, but, I mean, maybe you should. Do you still have the hair? I don't. I know you don't, but you should. You should grow. I it don't. Back. No, no. I should bring it back. I should bring it to wish you. Yeah. Hair. Look, it, it's got to come back around, right? I don't know. I don't think it's still yeah. happening. Like, I don't. I think that's. Right. I think it's done. Um. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not a youth large shirt anymore. You know, <laughs> like my size is not youth large. Anymore. I haven't been a youth large since I was. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know that I ever was a youth large. I think I went right from right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think my Chioto shirt would fit anymore. <laughs> Is that how you say their name? I have never known how to right. say that band's name. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. I don't know. I don't know. Is it Kyoto? Ki- yeah. Who, are they around? No. It's, it's definitely Chiotos. It's definitely Chiotos. <laughs> well, I think I don't fucking. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, I was, dude, I was banging, I was banging Chiotos. I was like, man, this band is so sick. And then I'd go to like see Word for Word, who's like a straight up punk hardcore band yeah. in my area. It was just like a mean fucking hardcore band. So I was, I don't know, I was, I was dipping my toe into each of them. And I was lucky, man. They were always, everyone was always super accepting of, of me. So I just kind of got best of both worlds. So that's cool. kind of, I don't know. Now, now I'm in a half hardcore, half metal band. So, you know, it all works out in the end. It did. Yeah. It all, it all keeps going. But I, the, Word for word, I feel like that was like a was that were they from New Hampshire? Yeah, dude, they're from Manchester. That's where I'm from. Manchester. I'm, I'm from Manchester. Okay, I, yeah. I, I was so the, like, who else is from Manchester? Like Yellow Stitches and yeah, like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 Yellow Stitches. Absolutely, yeah. the best oi band in America right the, now, probably the I most fun one band. for sure. Yeah, we I, my old band oh, used to play with them. Fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're the best oi band in, in America, but they're definitely my favorite oi band in America. 
I but, think yeah, I'd have to agree, but I don't know how many oi bands I listen to in America anymore because they're kind of, you know, who, right. know, who knows what they're singing about I, these days. That's why I amended. That's why I amended <laughs> mine. I don't know if they're the best one. I can't speak to that, but I can speak to the fact that they're my favorite one. Right, right. I'm, but I'm yeah, yeah, Manchester. That's where I'm from. Uh, we're 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 gag Boston because when we started, everyone lived in Boston. I lived in Boston. Everybody lived there. But now we're basically like gag New England because like. Yeah. All my dudes are from different spots and uh, different spots in New England, and my hometown is Manchester. So yeah, it is word for word, and those stitches that was that was those were the bands going on. I'm like ignorance, and those bands they were the ones that were going on when I when I was growing up. So that was who I would go see. That's cool. That's and, and like I said, it's funny to, to hear those names because I swear to God, I was talking to somebody just the other day for an interview, and they were referencing the same band. It, I don't know who it was. I don't. I don't fucking know. It's because they're right. Yeah, but those exact word for word and Hammer Bros. Like, who else was like? I mean, it was somebody from New England. It was I somebody. I don't know. Yeah. Because they're fucking great. That's why. Well, that's we'll leave it. We'll leave it awesome. there. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. So, so for you coming up in and in, uh, into all this, um, well, I don't, I don't know if this is important to you, straight edge or not. I am. I am straight edge. Yeah. 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 Was that a was that yeah, an early I mean, adaptation? Vegan straight edge, you just um, powered up. I'm vegan straight edge. I did. I leveled up. Wow. I'm two years deep into the level up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. You know, it was. It was super important. It was. It was because like. It's tough, man. Because when you're you're different, you know, when you don't drink or do drugs or any of that shit, you're different. When you're in high school and you're young, and I was always really young. Like, I was the young guy around whenever I would go to shows and. Like, my, all my friends are older than I am by a yeah. couple of years. So, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't really have a lot of friends. So it was just, but that's not because I was like, I hated everybody or anything. But it was yeah. more because, like, I slept most of the time because I didn't give a shit about school. And I was, like, more worried about my friends on the weekends. So, you know, it would be like, hey, Ethan, do you want to, like, go to this party? And I'd be like, not really. It's just never me. <laughs> and then it kind of was like, I became, I mean, again, I, like, I don't know. I don't know how it kind of popped off, but I, I met the word for word dudes and Johnny Limit is straight edge and um, a lot of those guys are straight edge and, uh, you know, the drug test guys and those guys are all straight edge and it just kind of like dawned on me that like, this is what I am, you know, I like, yeah. I'm like I don't do this stuff and I don't, I grew up, um, I grew up in like a good house, but there were some problems, you know, right. with that kind of stuff. And so it just was always like, I don't want anything to fucking do with this stuff. So like, I'm going to take a moralistic stance against it where like, I don't do it. You know, like not that I just don't bother. It's that I like, I don't do it now. So yeah. it was important and it, it kind of validated it. It was easy for me to be like, you know, okay, man, do you want to like, go smoke weed? And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm straight. And they'd be like, Oh, okay. I don't know what that is or care, but you know, cool, man. But for me, it like made it all made, make sense. I mean, now I'm 30 and, uh, it's not really the same because, you know, when you get a little older, it's like, you know, I think when you're young, it's hard because you're, you're trying to find your spot. You're trying to find your place and people do things and you don't do them. And it makes you feel like out of place. But when you're 30, like, I don't give a fuck, you know, somebody yeah. is like, well, you don't drink. I'm like, ah, I don't drink. I don't fucking care. You know, I'm a grown ass man. I can do whatever I want. But so it's a little different now, but back then, man, it was, yeah, it was like, it was a thing. And like, your, when your friends were edge, it was like you were a thing together and you got to be this way together. And I don't know, it was, it was special, man. It, it's special. I hope that kids still feel that way about it. I hope that it helps people. 
I think it's. I think it's got to. I mean, f- f- full disclosure. I've never been straight edge a day in my life. I'm drinking a beer right now. Respect. But, but, yeah, respect. Oh, yeah. But I've also not made bad decisions myself. Like I don't have. Like, sorry, this is. Never mind. Never mind. Um, uh, Fair uh, no, I was just going to th- throw out the the thing that I always threw. You know, my joke always with uh, with how I stayed on the straight and narrow was I didn't go like the rest of you guys and get tattoos all over my body like a bunch of crazy that people. Is true. I'm, that I'm is true. Ink, I do have crazy I've been, been ink free for 35 years now, and uh, Good for e- you, man. even Respect. though I know that drug test has a song about throwing something or somebody down the stairs or whatever that lyric was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I can never. I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that lyric at all. I, have, I cannot speak to the throwing of the down the stairs, but yes, I have <laughs> maybe heard that song before as well. Yeah. Yes, I think we all have. But uh, but no, th- th- I, I I do love, like I, I have a shitload, a shitload of friends, who, a shitload that are still straight edge, which has really surprised me. I used to like challenge them all the time, not to break edge. I used to just challenge them in, <laughs> in like, do you, like, I don't think you're going to make it. Like, like I don't think in 15 years you're still you're, you're still probably gonna be keeping yours. Are probably you're probably the reason they're still at. They're like I can't fucking let him win. I can't, I'm not gonna let him fucking win. I mean, that's, that's yeah, what, no, I you know yeah. for for me it's literally never been an option. Yeah, and I know that like some people break, and when they break edge, that's super sick. I'm super happy for them. I hope that they drink all the beer, and smoke all the weed. <laughs> I hope it makes them happy. I literally don't care at all. But for me, it's just never been an option. Like I know. I know me well enough to know that, like, that's not good for anybody. Like, me drinking isn't the right choice for anyone in my life. So right. it's like, <laughs> you know, my band is even like, my band's always like, yeah, Thank like, God. we're happy. We're yeah. happy with you. We're happy with you being that way, you know? Like, I'm, I'm fucking neurotic enough as it is, you know? I don't need to get wasted and be a crazy person, you know? I'll just be a crazy person. Well, are you an angry person? Um, yeah. Yeah? yeah sure. You don't, yeah, seem, I mean, you don't seem very angry. This has been a very pleasant no, conversation no. so far. Uh, if you were an angry person, <laughs> yeah. I believe that, one, you'd be using plenty more expletives, and two, I would uh-huh. sense a little edginess, but no, you seem like a polite young man at this point. So, I, Yeah, I am. I am. But hey, <laughs> listen, I, I, know, I, know that, uh, I know that there's a way to seem to seem there's a way to be eloquent you know i gotta be eloquent i gotta i gotta be able to speak my mind and let people understand it without me saying a bunch of horrible things but with that being said yeah there's a uh there's an angry side to me um for sure and when i was younger i was a lot angrier and uh did a lot of angrier things but now um i'm angry about different things now it's weird you know like with power with the new record and stuff um i was trying to write lyrics and uh, a lot of lyrics about, you know, the great American ghost rights are about, like, hating a person. That's like, that was really super, you know, the common thread through great American ghost songs was like, fuck this thing, fuck this guy or this person. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, I was trying to write lyrics for power and Will was like, you know, what do you got? And I showed him some stuff and he's like, this all sucks. <laughs> this all garbage. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm like, well. Is that Will, Will Putney? Is that the... Yeah, producer well, Will Putney. Yeah. Will yeah. has such a Will has such a delicate way of telling you something. Yeah, he's like, yeah. like this whole this is all trash. You have to rewrite all of it. And I'm like, oh great. And he's like, well, what do you want to write about? Like, this doesn't seem like what you really want to be doing. And I was just like, it's not. I don't care. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't have anybody I want to like tell they suck. I don't. You know, I got no. I got no diss tracks in me <laughs> right. right now. And uh, so he's like, well, what's, what are you mad about? You know, like because I'm in a you know I'm in a band. I'm in an angry band. We are 
extremely angry. And a lot of that comes from me. And I just was like, dude, I'm angry about like politics and I'm angry about like the system that we live in. And I'm angry about, you know, people getting away with certain things and like, you know, certain systems in our country that are basically set up to just like completely fuck us, you know, the, the poor and allow the rich to do whatever they want. And I was like, that's really what I'm angry about. And he's like, all right, worry about that. And I'm like, well, there's already a straight from the past. I can't do that. You know, like I'm not, I can't write political songs. I'm not going to be able to do it. And he was just like, well, you know, maybe just try and see what comes out. And what came out was like a little bit more. And I, you know, I know Stray and I love them. They're my very close friends, but it's like, they are very much, um, they can, they can kind of like paint you a picture of like this exact thing that they're talking about. Whereas like what I'm saying in the new record is a little bit more personal. Yeah. You know, it's like when I want to say a thing about like, fuck this system, fuck this organization, fuck this thing that is happening in this way. And I'm pissed about it. It comes off a little bit more like I'm just pissed and you can, you can kind of tell what I'm mad about, but it's also kind of like, it's up for interpretation, you know, it's not so literal. Right, right. And uh, we kind of found our voice in that. I, I was able to write a whole record about that kind of stuff. And then I did write one song about how, uh, you know, our consciousness is a shared hallucination between people. And yeah, that one will, that doesn't will make... let me have one. <laughs> that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I mean, uh, but but it probably it does. does. You, want, dude, you, don't, you don't want to get into this right now. We can get into it. We can get into yeah, fucking please. astrophysics if you want. Please throw it at me. All right, that song "Prison of Hate" that we just that we put out, we made a yeah. music video for it. What it's about is that. All right, so your consciousness is relative, okay? So you you are perceiving you are perceiving your existence in a completely different way than anyone else is perceiving their existence, okay. and that is made clear by the fact that if you are going through something shitty and I'm going through something awesome, time passes faster for me and passes slower for you, right? Like if I'm doing something that I really enjoy, it blows by. I'm like, wow, that fucking went by so fast. And if you're shoveling shit, you're going to be like, that felt like it took 30 years. In actuality, it took two hours. So like the theory of relativity states that you are interpreting time differently than every person around you. So if you take it a little further, then basically like our collective consciousness, what we are interpreting as a, as a human race, every single person interprets that reality differently and what we agree is real, like what we agree the color green is or blue or whatever could be different to every person, but we would never know that because we can't describe it to each other because we're experiencing it all together. Yeah. So essentially reality is just this made up lie that we all agree. Okay. You know, like believe. you know, I'm going to confirm all of that for you because as a colorblind person, yeah, you're colorblind. It's just yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not all the way colorblind, but yeah, I just uh, I I I've decided what is green to me, and right. you do too. But we can't say it to each other. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I, and I could never explain to you how I see it because the only way I could explain it to you is be like, it's green, but you wouldn't know what the fuck <laughs> green is. So it just makes no fucking sense. So yes. So basically, our collective consciousness is a lie that we all agree to act is real. So that's it. That's what it is. That's what it's about. And I made one song about it and Will was like, he's like, listen, dude, like this one's fine, but no more of that shit. Cause no <laughs> one wants to fucking hear about your nerd shit. And I was like, yeah, fair enough. 
Yeah, but it's but it but it is but it is interesting. I'm glad I'm glad you explained that, and I'm glad this song is is in there. So like so basically, uh, Power Through Terror is kind of uh, kind of uh, under the same theme, but not quite. Kind of. I mean, as as that one that nerd shit that I just explained yeah. is it kind of <laughs> that's the only deviation. Um, that's the only deviation. Most of Power Through Terror is about um, the systems that are in place that handicap people. Basically, like the systems that are in place that make us subservient to, uh, you know, a higher power, whether it's God, which I don't talk about God much on this record because I feel like I've covered it. But, you know, like the song Power Through Terror, the title track is about um, it's about sex slavery. It's about like sex trafficking, et cetera, and how, you know, powerful people exchange influence in power, you know, like the power that they have over another human being and you know, a lot of people in our society don't want to admit to themselves that we are governed by a group of, you know, mostly white men, which is unfortunate, yeah. that are exchanging power through, you know, sometimes ownership of human beings. I mean, there are well-documented cases of of human sex trafficking involving government officials. I mean, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, for example, you know, Bill Clinton flew on his fucking private plane 43 times. Like, you're going to tell me that Jeffrey Epstein was a sex trafficker and Bill Clinton flew on his plane 43 times and he never didn't even notice that, never even noticed that. Like, I'm not believing that. I'm not buying that. So, and that was when he was fucking president. You know, it's like, that's what Power Through Terror is about mostly. I mean, it's mostly about like the injustices that I saw that were making me upset. I mean, right when we were making the record, was the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And while we were making the record, it was like, he got arrested. We're all sitting in the studio, and it was like, that dude's going to get killed. Oh, yeah, we all know. Killed. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, and, but that was the most blatant. So crazy? Yeah, it is. And I've, and I've talked about it a bunch. It's 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 the most blatant thing that I, like, you know, like, and I, I say a thing because I don't even know what the fucking term for it is, where it, it, it was just like, hey, we're just going to do this, and you all know we're going to do it, and there's nothing yes, anybody can do care. about it. Yeah. Brazen, nothing. Like brazen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. And everybody knew it was, and that's the craziest part. It's like normal ass dudes at my job site are like, yeah, well, Jeffrey Epstein got murdered. And I'm like, and you're good with that? You know, like you're not, you don't want to, you know, vote different or do something different, you know, like any of that. You're not going to change anything, huh? And everyone's like, yeah, well, you know, it's pretty fucked up that he got murdered. And then like, boop a doo, and just move on with their life and just, you know. Yeah, but their guns the are in danger. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, bitch about how half of the halftime show, you know, at the fucking Super Bowl was in Spanish. When like, uh, tough, you know, bad news for you, dude. Half the people who live in America <laughs> speak Spanish, so like, sucks to suck, but you know, get the fuck over it or learn how to speak Spanish. How about that? How about that crazy? No idea? way. We're not doing that. I'm kidding. My daughter's Spanish, so of course I'm I'm all for That's it. Beautiful. But, and, yeah. dude, and my, my, my brother's wife is Colombian and my kid, my niece and nephew speak two languages. And it's like, when we went to Europe, it's so funny when you go to Europe, you just speak English because you don't know any other fucking languages. Yeah. And they all know, they all know, they yeah. all know English. Yeah. My, my wife, but it's is, like, my wife is Italian and you would have no idea because her English is so perfect that you right. don't even know. Yeah. Right. But when we go over there, we just speak English and just hope for the best, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we don't yeah. give a shit about anybody else. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know, but that was yeah. So now I'm ranting, but that's what Power Through Terror is about. See, now now you know I'm kind of an angry person about certain things. Well, good. I wanted to get you a little wound up. I mean, I didn't want to like ruin your day or anything, but you know, I was angry to. I'm a, well, full. Yeah, to, to be honest, I'm a very angry person myself, and that's probably the, the like the like it's it's definitely my biggest flaw too. Like I'm, I'm I get super angry. Not super. All right, not like yeah. not like crazy, yeah. but like I'm just like all the time. It's like a ticking thing, right? So it's like it's actually something <laughs> that I that I wish like I wish I had uh, I had been able to address when I was like, younger and like get ahead of it. Like now now I'm working at it, but like it's like I'm 35. It's a little late to. I mean, I'll, I'll work it out, but but to like the yeah, just to be just have that little tick of anger. You got, but you got the, you got this to get it out on. And how much does how much, how therapeutic is playing live for you? Um, is it at very. all? Is, it is very, yeah, absolutely. It's it's very therapeutic. It's it's funny because like, you know, the meme that fucking meme where people are like, you know, middle vocals on stage and they're like middle vocals in the main table and it's like one angry picture, one friendly picture. It's like yeah. it's very much me, but well, one selling it's mostly because too. like. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm trying to tell you something. Yeah, well, it's like I'm very much venting frustration on stage. I mean, when I perform songs that I wrote, I mean, I remember how I felt when I wrote them because I, I wrote them. So it's like, you know, every night it's like exercising those feelings over and over and over again. And then after I feel better, I mean, you know, if I feel super anxious before a show, which happens, you know, like I get anxiety around large groups of people and, uh, I hate bars. You know, I don't really love bars and shit. I don't really love large groups of total strangers, which is funny because it's literally all I do. Right, right. And uh, it's good, you know, for me, like, to play, and I feel I feel good. It, it's, and it's also nice when you play a show. It's like you remember that you're all kind of there for the same reason because you're weird or because you're angry or a mixture of the two. So it's like, you know, if you're ever feeling out of place, you play, and then you're like, oh, yeah. You know, this is, we all kind of showed up to be, to be weird. So this is nice. You know, I feel better. How do you feel about, yeah, it's a a big help. How do you feel about people moshing and hurting each other while you play? I feel great about it. You feel great about it? Yeah, sure. Good. I got got no, I got no issue with that answer. (laughs) This is curious. I I mean, I just, listen, I, you know, there's a difference between, I think that there's a very subtle line between advertently hurting someone, you know, right, going after someone. Consensual violence. Right, right, yeah. right. And the exorcism of the the exorcism of uh, exorcism, excuse me, of of aggression, you know, together, you know, coming together to do it. I mean, that's it's it's what sold me on this whole thing when I first started. Like, you know, to go back to the remembering never misery signal show that I went to when I was fucking fifteen. That's right. the scariest. That's the scariest show I've ever been to. Ever. That's scary show i've ever been to this, to this day <laughs> wow you know i remember being like i'm gonna die like i don't think i'm gonna make it out of here and then the second that i left i was like i want to do that again yeah yeah and maybe that's like you know the, the you know the danger the danger junkie or whatever it is or you know the adrenaline junkie or whatever but like i just feel like there's a there's a commonality between everybody that goes to a show and when they feel the need to, you know, express themselves in that like semi-violent type of way that can result in injury. I think that that is not unhealthy. You know, I mean, maybe it's not healthy. I mean, maybe the therapy would be probably better for all of us, but <laughs> maybe we're not all cut out for therapy. So it's right. like, 
I used to do it, man. I used to mosh. I used to be a crazy person. And it was, I mean, everybody says this shit, and I hate when people say this, but it was way worse when you and I were younger. Yeah. It was way worse because there was yeah. no camera phone. So it was just a shit show. <laughs> it didn't matter what you looked like. You just did, did, your, did your thing. And you got yeah, away I with got it. Hit with a folding, I got hit with a folding table once. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's like, you know, we were ridiculous. But then that night, it's like, oh my God, I can't wait to go back and have another show and do this stuff. I mean, it's therapeutic for people, you know, to to exercise that that feeling, you know, the well, feeling of aggression in, in maybe more of a healthy way than, than they were going to before. I'm, I'm impressed that people are, are doing it now just because i i was a i was a heavy mosher myself too and i like now i think it's totally embarrassing but like <laughs> you know, like if i were to ever oh, see footage yeah. of it i would be embarrassed but uh but but i think it's funny now to watch you know see see videos of shows and like there's no embarrassment from that crowd at this point to the point that they go get up on stage to do it which is something that i never remember being a thing but, but yeah, no, <laughs> now but for some reason they get on stage that's, that they're living. Yeah. Like, isn't that so sick? You know, like, that's so awesome that they're, like, they're experiencing life the way that they want to experience it. And that's fucking awesome. And it's like, yeah, I mean, me too. It's like, you know, mosh talk when you get, you know, when you were done and you all talked about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that's, it's cringy. Like, I, to me, it's like, if I were to discuss my former, <laughs> my former uh, actions, it's like, that's a very cringy conversation. But, you know, that's what they, they want to talk about it and they want to do that, those things. And yeah, they get up on stage and do it. And that's fucking sick. You know, I, I love that shit. And I love that. I hate when, you know, old timers or whoever it might be, it doesn't even really matter who says this stuff, but when a person is like, you know, it's not the way it used to be or blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, it's not the way it used to be for you. Yeah. You know, it's just not the same. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. And that's okay. It's right, like, right. you know, People, people that are like, you know, I used to see disembodied and it was this way. And it's like, well, yeah, but now these kids disembodied is not loose and that's great. You know, it's, this is different for them than it was for you. And it's fine. You just need to get over the fact that like, it's not the same for you because it's not because you're older. So that's okay. And I'm good with that. I hope that someday my band can affect someone the way that, you know, misery signals are hammer bros or fucking word for word affected me you know like that's my only hope that's most of the reason why i do this well i gotta imagine I, I gotta imagine you've you've done that already right like people have to have I mean, approached you and told you you know what's what your band means to them at this point a like great american ghost is big enough that I, I feel like that has to have happened several times yeah it has i mean it has it's it has definitely happened but you know the the uh I guess the pessimist in me has to believe that that it's not that it's not true, but it's like, I haven't done it enough probably, you know, like that's yeah. kind of what I tell myself. It's like, I haven't not on the scale that I would like to do it. So I still, you know, I still chase that, but yes, there have been people who've come up and been like, you know, you changed my life or you got me into this music or blah, blah, blah. And that is obviously the biggest honor that someone can bestow upon you as a band, you know, buying my record is cool or whatever, but, coming up to me and telling me that we changed your life in some way is fucking, you know, I don't know. How can you really, how can you quantify that? You can't. Right. Right. Well, to go, to go off of that, like what, 
what what do you want to accomplish with Great American Ghost? Like, what would be the best thing you can do with this band? You know, it's funny. I had a I had a conversation with somebody the other day about it, and someone who had stopped touring. Um, my friend, this dude Mike, who was in a, a band called Iris LeBarrance. Yeah. And uh, him and I were talking about it, and he was just saying, he's like, you know, he's like, no, he doesn't tour anymore, and they broke up or whatever. And he was just like, you know, he's like, we had all these goals, and and then when we would hit the goal, there'd be a new goal. Yeah. And he was like saying that he just, he couldn't do it anymore. And then when he was talking about that, all I could think about was how true it is, but also how much I am different than that in the way that like right now, my goal is to get power through terror to as many human beings as I can possibly get them to, you know, that record. I just want people to do it because I really believe in it. And I think that, you know, we did something that, I hope is special to people and I think that maybe it could be. So I just want people to hear it. And then, you know, I have like these little goals. I have this little bucket list in my head that's like, you know, I want to play downstairs Palladium in Worcester, like a sold out show downstairs Palladium. And, uh, I want to go to Australia, blah, blah, blah. And all these yeah. things. But like now these things are starting to like get off, you know, we're getting an offer and it's like, Hey, you know, do you want to go to, Australia in this month that I can't tell you because I would be breaking my contract, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, do you want to do Australia this time of this year? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then now the finish line has moved, right? It's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well maybe now I got to go to Japan. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, after Japan, it's going to be like, maybe it's mainland fucking Asia. And then it's like, now I want to headline a fucking tour. It's you know it's never going to stop. There's no. Well, it has to, right? That, that's, that has to be the way it goes. It has to. You have to keep moving the. I mean, otherwise you just get complacent, you know, and then it's stagnant. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, don't do it. Yeah, and I'm ridiculous. I want the I want the whole world. I want every single person in the entire world. What if they bitch. What if they were like you? You can. Uh, we can't give you Australia, but you can't come play New Zealand. Will you would that one like I'd be like no no that doesn't see that but then that's the thing the the, the scoreboard moves and the, the, the finish line moves again it's like all right well now I gotta get to Australia because I went to New Zealand it's like it'll never be it'll I'll never be I'll never be satisfied with it right and that's I don't think that's bad I think that's, no that's I think that's good I think it's I think it's honest that's too the nature, that's the nature of people that do this though like let's be really real I mean Will Putney I mean what the fuck could Will want to do. Right. What more could Will want to do? I don't know. But like, that's that, a rhetorical question. I hope because I don't have an answer. <laughs> I think it's rhetorical. It's like, yeah. what more did he want? But some for some reason he still works till three a.m. and comes in at, at eight a.m. And that's not that's not hyperbole. That's real. Well, I don't, I don't like, think his doctor would be very glad to hear that. He needs to get more rest. <laughs> he should try melatonin. No. That's <laughs> true, but it's like you know, this, like for Natasi, who are our best friends in the world, you know, they've they've done all these things that we haven't done, and yet they're still like one of the hungriest group of dudes I've ever met. I mean, fuck, Pat is fucking Pat is, you know, I wouldn't, I won't say his age, but I don't know it specifically, but I'm sure that I won't say it out loud. But you know, Pat from Fit has been in fucking a hundred bands, and he's in Shattered Realm for a while, and he's in Fit, and it's like. He's done all these things, but still that dude is like the hungriest dude I know. So I think that's just who we are, you know? That's that's who 
we're insatiable people in bands and and when you're not insatiable you're the guy that quits at 25 and goes and starts working at urban outfitters now urban outfitters is an all right company i just want to defend urban outfitters as i am an employee <laughs> i'm kidding no I'm are you no, no 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 absolutely not no i <laughs> i i uh it's funny i quit urban outfitters to come do this that's literally like i literally was like oh i used to tour with another band and uh i quit that band to like you know, I was tour manager, and I quit to go join, to go date some girl. And I, I wish you would quit Urban Outfitters to do this interview. If you're like, I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, here. I kind of did. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> did, didn't I? I mean, yeah. I quit Urban Outfitters to do Great American Ghost, and now yeah. here we are. Here we are. You know, 10 steps down the road. I essentially quit Urban Outfitters to talk to you on the phone today. Well, it depends on your concept of reality and uh, relativity, uh, right? There yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. There he is. Yep. It's a prison of hate, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a goddamn gotcha. prison of hate. <laughs> well, Ethan, thank you for uh, for having this conversation. We've been talking for a while, and I know, like you said, you're out on tour and you're in California right now, which I'm sure it's beautiful and still early because you have the better times over there, too. It's better times over there. Everything's better over there. Even the times are better. It doesn't make any sense. It's it is just, better, yeah. It yeah. is true. You're right. It's like the sun is kind of going going down right now it's, it's just better times all around it's, it's i'm watching bullshit. palm trees and shit it's, it's pretty tight but it's don't worry awful. it's five days i'm gonna be in chicago fucking freezing so it doesn't really matter good i i'm so glad to hear about your misery but um <laughs> as as you this this album's gonna come out while while you're in the middle of a tour is that that's that's a little odd but um are you playing are you playing any new songs now that you're now that you're out there without people knowing yeah, them? very much uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much against, uh, you know, what you would think would be intelligent. We play like almost entirely new songs. Good. I think that, I think that's good. I think. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm yeah. like, yeah. We were like, we like these ones better. We're just gonna play these ones. Awesome. So we play two that people like, but you know, we mostly just play new shit. But with that being said, I very much appreciate you calling me today, and I appreciate this conversation. It was it was nice. So, you know, it's always a little scary when you get one of these things and. You're like, great, I gotta I gotta talk to this total stranger. I hope that it's not horrible. But instead, it was wonderful and you let me talk about uh quantum physics, which is dope. You know, not many people do. Absolutely. well I'm I'm very glad I'm very glad that you said that and uh that's what I do. I've I feel like I've been ending a lot of interviews like this lately and that makes me very happy to to uh to, to yeah, to to know that it wasn't a total pain in the ass for you guys. Because I know, I know you guys are just out there, especially you, you're out on tour, you're just, you know, you're busy, you're doing shit, you're doing shit you want to do. So to have it interrupted to do stuff like this, I want it to be easy and uh, nah, go well. So. I'll do laundry and I'm going to go eat sushi. We're killing it. All right, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ethan, for doing this. I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I, I look forward to hearing it. All right, yeah. I I'll, I'll, should be out this week. All right, tight. All right, All man. Right. Well, I appreciate it, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon, hopefully. All right, later on, man.
So there you go. That was my conversation with Ethan. That song there at the end was, again, Great American Ghost, and it was called Prison of Hate. It's a very angry title, as you heard, though. He's a very angry man, but he's pretty nice. So, uh, so Ethan, we're going to work on your anger. I need, I need more recklessness out of you. I need you to be a more grumpier person, a less pleasant guy to talk to. How about that? Do that. Be, be angrier. I mean, you probably shouldn't, but okay. Anyway, so uh, thanks again to Ethan for coming on, having the conversation. Thank you all who listen to the show week in and week out. Um, I appreciate all input, so uh, chime in every now and then. Tell me what you think. Uh, I don't mind. If you say stuff negative, uh, I'll just say stuff negative to you. You know, whatever. It's fair. right? You can't say it's not. It's fair. Okay? If you say things positive... Probably won't respond because that makes me feel awkward. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, if you need to reach out to me for any reason whatsoever, if you want to send your music in to be played on the podcast, you can do so by sending it to dan at gettingitout.net. Um, if the, for other reasons, like I mentioned, the website is uh, launching. If you want to get involved, if you want to be part of it, yeah, this is kind of a kind of an open call. And you know why? Because Because so few people actually do it. So few people want to be part of it enough that they'll reach out and say they will and even then those people it's it whittles down even further so if you want to join me in uh getting it out.net if you want to write record reviews if you want to write articles um please reach out to me um and you know we'll we'll do it you can do that we can we can make it happen um for sure 100 percent for sure just it's on you um so, there's a cat freaking out in front of me. It just threw me all off. I have no idea why this giant fat cat of ours is screaming. So, if you hear weird noises, that's what's happening right now. It's, uh, it's fucking me up a little bit. Maybe this, this cat needs a comfort cat. This cat needs a comfort animal. Because um, this cat has had too much comfort food. This cat is fat. This cat's name is Tux. He lives here with us. Uh, and he sleeps a lot. And he, he talks. He just goes all the time, and uh, he's too fat to fit through the cat doors. I think I don't know. I don't know what his problem is, or which which one of his problems is happening right now. Anyway, enough about the cat. Uh, I'm gonna end this one with a song that was sent to me by a band whose name I know I'm gonna pronounce wrong. I know I am because I've tried to say it before and I never get it right. I want to say it's Godthrim. I'm not really sure why I rolled that R like that. Godthrim. God, God, it's like, it's almost like God rhythm, but it's not because it's like, it's just similar letters. It's not the, it's, all right, it's, it's Godthrim. How about that? It's Godthrim and the song, <laughs> and the song is called The Sea As My Grave. And there, you know, it's like, uh, you'll, you'll hear it. It's like uh, traditional doom music. It's a dude from uh, My Dying Bride. Uh, it sounds like, uh, I don't know, Candlemas, uh, Paradise Lost, My Dying Bride, that, you know, the doom metal from, uh, across the ocean. And I think that's good enough for this week. So thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.